to episode eight of the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noah. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering topical news and deep dives into your favorite and unknown comic books, movies, games, and more weekly. We appreciate you tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. We are going into a little bit more of Overlord. Uh, we are covering the Floor Guardians of Nazarene. But before we do, let's get into some top news. that we got here uh the new season of that time i got reincarnated as a slime season three will air spring of 2024 there's two seasons to a show called i got reincarnated what that time i got reincarnated as a slime and there's three of them uh, two se- it's actually not that bad of a show okay it, it, it the name uh kind of sets you off yeah uh, the name is more deceitful of what the actual show is like it, it, it is an Izakai type thing, you know, like died, reborn into another world uh, type show. But overall, it's actually one of the better ones. Like, it actually kind of stands out from the rest of them a little bit. Okay. Uh, next thing we have uh, Viz Media. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, it's uh, one of the anime companies uh, that makes it. Uh, they are adding anime to YouTube for free at this point. Yeah. Uh, they are including Naruto, Death Note, Sailor Moon, and Inuyasha. They know that YouTube is the place. There's nowhere else. Yep. You got Google, you got YouTube, that's it. So, yeah, a lot of those, and it's not just these four. There's more from Viz Media coming out on there. But uh, you don't necessarily need Crunchyroll anymore to actually watch them. They put One Piece on there, and I'm I'm there. I'll cancel my subscription right now to Crunchyroll. <laughs> Alrighty, and uh, last bit of news. Uh, this is kind of a funnier one, but uh, it looks like uh, Rihanna is getting uh, criticized for her uh, Super Bowl performance. Why? Um, apparently, uh, she rubbed her snatch and then smelled it on stage. Hey, man, she's got to check to make sure it's quality control. <laughs> you mind your own business. <laughs> How did she reach down there when she was pregnant? Oh, she did. She rubbed it in there. Ah. Hey, man. So my question, do you think that uh, stage performances are getting more sexualized or less sexualized? No, everything's sexualized at this point. True. I mean, we did have uh, Janet Jackson's boob pop out. So Ever since then, the, years world, ago. the world has fallen into disarray and decay. <laughs> I mean, it's titties and, you know, ass and... Dicks and vaginas, it's, it is what it is. People need to chill. It's a simulation. Everybody's becoming uh, more and more used to it, so it's got to show you more and more versions of they it. They let you see people get their heads chopped off and scalped. Yeah. yeah. And uh, decapitated on videos on in the internet from like like cartel videos that are elite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you, you see yourself a fucking nice pair of round titties, and you're like, oh my fucking God. How could they? <laughs> Come on, people. You got to grow up. From the words of Noah. From the words of a dignified pervert. (laughs) Distinguished. Yeah, yeah, distinguished pervert. But uh, that is all the news that we got for this week. Aside from... um, Maybe maybe not as good. Probably because it was in front of a whole bunch of kids. Her fucking rubber vagina. That's by why. Yeah, yeah. Which I understand. I think that's more of the point. It's kind of like uh, the Grammys and stuff this year. The same type of thing you had. What about the Grammys? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam something. 
can't remember his damn name but uh he came out dressed as a, like with the horns of a devil and stuff on the hat <laughs> like like satanic oh that, that, that music thing yeah oh like, i don't know it's all becoming now that was a mature audience though wasn't it no i mean think about it it's not just going to be adults watching the grammys i mean and then they're tra- now he's bisexual no, not bisexual uh non-binary non-binary but by calling yourself non-binary, you're still creating a binary by saying you're either non-binary or binary. So I have no idea about it any of that. Fermi, it becomes almost like the Fermi's paradox, just going off into a circle. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I just I let people live their life is what I always do. That's why I ignore half of it. It's it's not worth paying attention to anymore. You can be this. You can be that. Just you know, not be it on somebody. Don't rape anybody. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Here's how I see it. Don't rape anybody. Don't fuck animals. Don't fuck kids. Don't uh, sleep with dead bodies. Don't play with people while they're asleep. And you can do whatever you want. Other than those five. There's probably a couple more. Oh, some of those subjects will come up in this, so... Don't tell me that. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much my parameters. You don't do those five things. You can, If you like having yogurt... Uh, uh, shoved up your ass <laughs> by all means you do you but with that that is all the news that we got going on this week but uh let's go ahead and get into this deep dive a little bit um we have already covered episode one season one of overlord yeah um i've actually seen a couple of comments asking to go a little bit further into it cool so uh we'll be covering uh some of the details of nazarek today which is the uh, guild base of overlord uh we'll be covering the floor guardians which are the most powerful npc characters in nazarek uh in nazarek the land uh nazarek is uh the, world tomb, or- the tomb oh okay. that the the big tomb that uh little base that they have yeah okay yeah 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 uh, basically, uh, a floor guardian guards a floor, obviously, of Nazari, because there's multiple floors all the way down to the main uh, king's throne room of Nazarik. Okay. Uh, we start off, when you first come in to Nazarik, <laughs> the, uh, the the first floor guardian that you'll run into is uh, Shaltier Bloodfallen. Got a picture? Mm-hmm. She is a true vampire. She's a child. A little bit, a little bit. She's dressed in kind of like a... Uh, she feels like a bell. Yeah, kind of like a, like Victor- just... like a Victorian-style clothing and stuff like that. No, like like a bell like you ring. Oh, a bell like you the ring? The handle is her body, and the bottom <laughs> is the bell you ring. It's like a fucking bell. Okay. Uh, so I thought you were saying like a southern bell. No, she looks like a f- literal bell. <laughs> uh, she is a true vampire. Uh, she is known as the Bloody Valkyrie because of her battle form. Is that a battle form? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is it? Yeah. Holy shit, looks like a goddamn Power Range. <laughs> a little bit, Holy yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, her uh, normal form basically is um, kind of like, it's it's meant to look kind of like a Victorian style What's his weapon? Dress. Uh, that is the Pipette Lance. It, basically anybody that God. anything that she hits with it she absorbs the health of oh that's a good weapon that's a good, that's a good uh, little game mechanic oh yeah. yeah and you have to remember all these characters before they became like real 
people in the, this new world for Overlord. They were NPCs at right. one point created by the guild members. So, um, she's also known as the Bloody Valkyrie, obviously, because of her battle form here. Yeah, I can tell. Um, she guards uh, the first through the third floors, and they're known as the catacombs because they're like they 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 resemble the catacombs of like uh, Venice and stuff like that. <laughs> I like the idea that you barely beat her the first level, right? <laughs> and you go up to the next level, and she's like, "Surprise, bitch!" <laughs> Round oh, two, yeah. and then you you somehow like you you struggle with the second level and you beat her again, right? Yeah. Took you a couple of weeks, like real real life weeks. You get to level three, like surprise, bitch. <laughs> It's like, oh my god. Uh, all right. Uh, these NPC characters, basically, um, a little bit of information. Uh, in the Yggdrasil world, which is where these NPCs were originally created for this game, huh? there were uh, there was a system called karma ratings. So you could either be negative 500 to 500. Basically, negative 500 is pure evil. Like, like the worst of the worst type of evil, like karma rating. Five hundred is like the most heroic type character character you can possibly think of. Yeah, zero is like neutral. Neutral, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she has a negative four hundred and fifty karma rating. Well, she's up there for so sure. She is. Um, she's pretty damn evil. Uh, she is created by a guild member named P- uh, Pararoncino. So the players created these characters yeah, for, for these specific NBCs. Yes. Okay. They were created by the guild members for Einzelgone. That mm-hmm. whole guild of yeah. uh, 41 characters. These were characters created by guild members. Um, she's a level 100 character out of 100. So she's as high of a level as you right. can possibly get. Can't get any higher than that. Yep. Um, uh, she was, again, created by Pier, uh, Piero Roncino, uh to cater to his fetishes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, apparently he was into quite a few. Um yeah, um, she has outfits that include uh, nurse uniforms, maid outfits, bunny suits, and others. Oh, so he's pretty much me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, she was also programmed to take pleasure in various fetishes, uh, including necrophilia. No, nope, not me. Uh, also to have a sibling-like feud with Aura, which is uh, one of the other floor guardians that we'll cover here in a few minutes. Uh, she's uh, Aura is one of the Dark Elf twins who was created by uh, Pereranchino's real life sister, Buku Buku Chagama. <laughs> yeah, the na- the names are yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're out there. But uh, Pereranchino was uh, one of the side stories that you hear about him. He was into these uh, like hentai type games and stuff like that <laughs> in the real world. Man after my own heart. So he created Sh- Blood- <laughs> Shaltier Bloodfall into cater to those fetishes uh-huh. the funny uh, one of the funny stories that you hear later on is that uh his sister uh buku buku chagama in mm-hmm. real life she's a voice actor so she voice acted some of those hentai games and he couldn't wa- listen or wa- play those games anymore for certain ones because he couldn't listen to his own sister yeah. <laughs> jesus <laughs> uh. Uh, but uh, while in the game of Yggdrasil, before it actually became real life people rather than NPCs, uh, she would usually accompany Ainz, um, the guild leader, to go down to fa- to like actually face the lone intruders to the guild base. Mm-hmm. So together, the two of them, they were um, 
they were able to usually fight off fuck up everybody out there. Basically, anybody that would wander into the base or something like that. And if they were usually lone fighters or like lone other guild members and stuff trying to come fight, the two of them could easily right. wipe out anybody for the most part. Alrighty. Uh, next, uh, we go to the fourth floor since uh, Shaltier controls the first three. Three of them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which is a fucked up of lords to control. Uh, the next one is the fourth floor with uh, Gargantua. Uh, level 100 as well. Uh, Gargantua is a strategic siege golem that is over 98 feet tall. He looks tall. Is this a tree line? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> uh, he guards the fourth, uh, the fourth floor of Nazarene. Um it was also an NPC not created by a guild member. Uh, this was a, uh, an NPC that was created by the game itself. Huh. Uh, more than likely kind of like a level boss yeah. in the actual game. Uh, and they took it and made it a uh, floor guardian because they were powerful enough to do it. Jesus. So like a siege boss almost. Like and they fucking captured an NPC. <laughs> and made it become a floor guardian. And it uh, it usually settles at the bottom of the lake that's on the fourth floor. So a lake on the fourth floor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How big are these places? Well, I guess it's made yeah, up e- the house. Each out. floor is its own kind of like... Um, so it's like a, its own world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, each floor has its is its own like biome. A little almost. micro, yeah. And like I said, floor one through three is are catacombs. And then the fourth floor is kind of like, like a lake forest yeah. area. Um, basically, Gargantua would fight against uh, large parties of invaders that Ainz and Shaltier alone couldn't beat. So, like, if there was a huge party that made their way into the tomb of Nazari to right. fight, usually Gargantua would be the one to fuck them all up. <laughs> he he's not good at, uh, he wasn't good at fighting uh, specialized characters, uh-huh. but, like, just hordes of, like, all multiple. Kind, you know, like, kind of lower level players, but if they were to all make it past Ainz and Shaltier... He could usually take care of most of them. He was basically the opposite of Shaltier. Shaltier was a good person-to-person fighter, whereas uh, Gargantua is more of like a, a again a raid boss yeah. type character. Alrighty, uh, next we go up to the uh, the fifth floor with uh, Kokaitis. 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 Kind of kind of a good name. A goofy motherfucker. <laughs> Gokaitis is also a level 100 character. Uh, he is named the ruler of the frozen rivers, uh, an insectoid vermin lord. That re- it sure looks like it. Uh, he resembles a fusion between a praying mantis and an ant, uh, and he stands over eight feet tall. God dang. Uh, he's the guardian of the fifth floor, and the fifth floor is known as Snowball Earth. So basically frozen earth. Tundra. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, He's technically kind of like an honorable warrior type NPC. Uh, he values fighting spirit, the heart of the warrior, kind of like samurai-ish. Oh, so I can, do, I can just dupe him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is in charge of uh, Nazarik's martial defense. So like weapons and stuff like that for the entire base, basically. Um, his weapons, uh, he, he's the weapons master of Nazarik. Uh, that is capable of expertly wielding any of his 21 weapons. 
21 of them. God dang. Yeah, he's got 21 different weapons here. <laughs> uh, has a very high resistance to frost attacks. No duh. Well, like that, that's common sense when you're an ice character for the most part. Right. Uh, and he has some uh, ice-based powers, which include his frost aura. So just walking out, this motherfucker deals just ice damage it's automatically. Damn. <laughs> like he's got frost around him Stay at all always. Uh, a 100 meter radius is what it would be. Jesus. <laughs> so by the time I get to him, I'm fucking ice cube. <laughs> Basically. Like he's not even doing anything. Right. Yeah, he's, you're already he's fucking you up. <laughs> uh, he's got ice pillar uh, where he creates literally an ice pillar of ice that'll freeze you in it. Just goes right up your asshole. Pretty much. Uh, and frost breath along with a few other ice type attacks. Um, he's also uh, has a decapitation fang. Which is the halibird oh. that he carries around with him. And it's actually got a name to it. Uh, he also has a god-slain emperor blade. A uh, weapon that was owned at one point by his creator. Uh, his karma rating is plus 50. He's a good guy. Just ever so slightly. I'm the best guy, but the good guy, I know. <laughs> like just, just slightly above like neutral. He, he won't kick a dog, is what we're saying. Pretty much, yeah. And I think that comes from his, uh, like, samurai-ish kind of, like, honor a little bit. Bushido. And uh, his creator was a a, um, guild member named Warrior Takamikazuchi. And uh, his creator was really into samurai stuff. Like, the whole character had, like, the samurai outfit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, One other thing, too, about Kakaitis is that he cannot actually wear armor. The reason being is that... this, then? It like uh, 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 like jewelry type stuff, like armor pieces, oh, but okay. not actual armor. The reason being is that his exoskeleton is his armor. Reminds me of Merwin, where the Kajiks and Argonians couldn't wear shoes. Exactly, yeah. same type of thing. Same type of thing. Uh, now we go up to the sixth floor. So we've already <laughs> just three characters. We've already made it up five damn God, floors. Yeah, yeah. Again, Shaltier is the one that has like the lead on everybody. <laughs> three fucking floors <laughs> it's ridiculous um, but like I said we're going up to the uh, the sixth floor now uh, this floor is ruled and controlled by Aura Bellafiora and Mare Bellofiore the, the, the chick and the dude yes, yes. Th- this uh, one's a dude right yes this is the chick yes uh, level 100 uh, they're both dark elves that have traditional dark uh, darker colored skin and pointy ears <laughs> Both have golden hair and uh, heterochromia, which means two different colored eyes. Oh, so oh, uh, they do green and blue. Right. So for her, her left eye is blue and green eye uh, is the right eye. Mm-hmm. Mare is reversed. So his is his green and rocket. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Clever. Uh, they're both guardians of the sixth floor, as I said, uh, which has the gigantic tree. Which is their residence. They live in basically this huge... What's huge he holding? Tree. looks like he's holding a fucking dry piece of shit. What is <laughs> this? His staff? A staff. It's like yeah. a, a long piece of shit he just found. Uh, there's also the Colosseum on this floor. I like her I like her weapons. Just uh, these hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also has a whip. Yeah. That she fights with. Uh, Aura is a tomboy that dresses in boy-like clothes. Yeah, sure looks like Uh, She's outgoing and straightforward and blunt and basically dominates over her little brother. (laughs) Telling him what to do and all that kind of stuff. Uh, She also treats Shaltier, the the three-floor controlling guardian, (laughs) 
they, all, like, they got an antagonism, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she treats Shout here like a little sister, often calling her an imbecile and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, gosh, she's just so stupid. This dirty, <laughs> dumb bitch. I just drop kick her in the face, I'd be happy. Reminds me of my sister. If I could just kick her clean in the mouth and not get in trouble. Uh, the reason that uh, she actually treats her like a little child, like a little sister, basically, you know, or uh, the the uh, elf treats Shout here like a little sister, yeah, is that uh, Buku Buku Chagama is actually the one that created the two of them, and since she's the older sister of uh, Perronchino, which uh-huh. is the one that created Shout here in real life, right? So she treats her automatically right, as like a little sister, the same way she treated her little brother. She used to call him a freak. <laughs> some weird shit. Uh, that's his private life. You live his private life alone. Um, she's a tamer that has control over uh, a huge collection of beasts that are in the stables of Nazarek. Uh, she has a karma rating of, a, of negative 100. Oh, she doesn't look like she... Yeah. Okay. She basically doesn't have empathy. It sure so. looks like it. She doesn't look like she's evil. I know. She looks like a, not, a Naruto-ish type character yeah. a little bit. Believe, <laughs> like super happy. Believe it. Uh, Mare, on the other hand... They should have uh, done an episode of Naruto where he's like... He's like, uh, don't worry, Doc, I'll, I'll fight this disease off. Believe it. Like, you have stage four cancer. Here we go. Like two weeks to live. It's like, oh, believe it. Believe it. With a lower pitch voice at that point. Um, stage five lung cancer. Uh, Mare, on the other hand. Uh, so you have Aura, which is outgoing and stuff. You have Mare, which is shy and the polar opposite of Aura, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stumbles when he speaks and maintains a subservient demeanor during like conversations and stuff with people. Like he just, he's not outgoing really at all. He's got that highs. Yeah. He's got that going for him, I guess. Uh, he's also only three and a half feet tall. Oh, so he's around my height. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he wears a blue dragon scale leather bodysuit covered by the white and gold vest and a matching short white skirt. Yeah, I see that. With, with uh, as Noe pointed out, thigh height. <laughs> How tall is she then? About the same height. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah, about the same height. Uh, Mare is unlike um, Aura. Aura is a beast tamer, Mare is a druid. So he can cast support spells and stuff like that, as well as earth-based magic, such as uh, Earth Surge, which moves a gigantic wave of earth towards stuff. So he's like support in the team? Yeah, and uh, then like I remember an playing, magician. I played a, that new game. Uh, well, it's not new, but South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the longest time, I thought my character would be the, the like the, the heavy hitter, the front line. Yeah. But for some reason, I just fell into the support cast. <laughs> So uh, support, it's uh, really important. Yeah, yeah. I once healed uh, Butters like 50 times. He, he died like three three or four times in that level, that fight we had. Yeah. But I just I kept him standing. <laughs> he was all kinds of fucked up. They even gave me an achievement. It said like uh, you, you gave your character three times their health. Yeah. Like you regained it for them mm-hmm. throughout one fight. I'm like, damn, you lost three times your health? <laughs> and he's still kicking. He was fucked up though, but he was still making it. So, Love that game. <laughs> we need to cover that sometime too. The Project whole, the whole storyline of it. It's complicated. A little bit, little bit. <laughs> Go ahead. But uh, like I said, uh, Earth-based magic as well. So she, so I keep saying she because it looks like a she. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But 
He can control uh, Earth Surge, Earthquake, Cloud Control, and Control Weather. So he actually has control over nature and stuff like that. Freaking storm all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And it's all uh, fifth tier magic, I believe, out of ten. So, so he, like mid-level? Yeah, for different kind of weather controls and stuff. Uh, his karma rating is also negative 100. He's an asshole, too? Damn. More that uh, he doesn't care for you. So it's more of the kind of character where he looks down on lower life forms. The pores? just does not care. He looks down at the pores? I'll give you one example. In uh, one episode, there's a, this group called uh, the Eight Fingers. Mm-hmm. And not anything with your perverted distinguished, distinguished pervert. <laughs> but there's a uh, this or dignified. Uh, I keep changing it. There's this uh, lady that they uh, they sent uh, Mare out to go get. He broke her legs with the staff. Jesus, broke her by the hair out of the house because he didn't want to waste time in dealing with trying to convince her to leave. So he just tossed her out. The drug her behind him. He could have just tossed her out. He'd have to beat the hell out of her. He broke her leg so she wouldn't run. And then drug her by her hair. Just Yeah. I, shit. Th- that's a negative 100 karma rating. That's a negative 500 karma to me. Jesus Christ. We got punched a baby in the face on the way out, too. <laughs> like, he's just got no empathy at all. Yeah. Like, he just... He don't care. Like, he's not going to think about, like, trying to find ways to hurt you. God dang. But... Yeah. Ted Bundy. <laughs> All right. That was the sixth floor. Uh, now we move up one more floor down to the uh, seventh floor of Nazarene. And that's where you'll run into Demiurge, level 100. The devil guy? Yeah. I know he had a tail. Yep, yep. Uh, he's a demon with dark skin, neatly combed black hair, and a red British red suit. Yeah, he sure does. Yep, uh, he is the seventh floor guardian and is second in control of the floor guardians. So he's uh, second. Yeah. Well, the vampire's the first. No, no. Nah, it's a character we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's considered to be one of the cruelest members of Nazarene. So I remember the story. This is that one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that that was uh, one of the stories. Uh, the story where we're, we are referring to is um, they were trying to find paper to make new scrolls out of in this new world. And, uh, Ainz asked him, what were they using? he said, uh, bipedal sheep. Yeah. The, which is the uh, people. Humans. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it, guy. It gets even darker than that too. Jesus. Like, um, he forced, uh, other races to, uh, breed together that weren't, uh, meant to breed together. Uh, he, uh, he would kill people in a certain group, feed them to another group, and then those other people would be mad at the people eating their friends and family. God. He, he gets pretty damn dark, to be honest. Uh, he takes uh, great joy in the suffering of others, as programmed by his creator, Ulbert. So like an asshole made him. And, and this guy, Ulbert, uh, he basically, he's a player that took the game real far in the, the RPG of acting as evil as possible. Oh. So like, in real life, he wasn't, but... His character was meant to be like theatrically evil, so like always like that ultimate bad guy. Or it's hard like to that. be. I don't know. I don't know about other it, people. It's hard to be a bad guy. It is. In a video game. He took it to that extreme. So whenever he wrote the character and created Demiurge, he didn't know he was going to be real at some point. <laughs> like, oh, he <laughs> fucked up on that one. A little bit. Uh, Demiurge is five eleven. 
5'11". Technically 5'11 and a half. Oh, a half. He almost goes about a half. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, he was pretty damn evil. Um, he is also the commander of the NPC defenses and leads uh, with an almost unmatched intelligence and strategic plans apart for Ainz and Albedo. Yeah. Those are the only two that are technically on his level for intelligence. His abilities include a power called Aspect of the Devil, where he can transform different parts of his body into things that resemble devil-type things. So, like, um, he has claws, wings, like, he can create, like, use Aspect of the Devil mm-hmm. and use those certain things whenever he wants. Huh. Which is kind of different for most characters. Oh. <laughs> so, like, if he uses Aspect of the Devil wings, he can just have the wings alone. Okay. okay. Or aspect of the devil claws. You get the claws. Little on devil me. hands. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's basically in uh, Nazarek. He's kind of a jack of all trades fighter, as an NPC. So he's not great at everything. Basically, he just he's good at most things. Just enough to be. Which when you compare him to the New World characters. He's like a god level still, so it doesn't oh, make yeah. much of a difference. <laughs> but whenever he's compared to other characters in Nazarene, the other floor guardians and such, he's not that. Oh, so he's not strong. okay. Well, compared to the other That's ones, interesting. He's just more of a jack of all trades, and he's extremely intelligent, and he's an expert strategist. So that's a big win in most fights. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, he can use spells such as the Flames of Gehana, which are an illusionary type flame spell that covers a huge large area of ground but it also gives buffs to demon type characters and stuff like that That's cool so it's an area of an effect type thing uh he can use greater teleportation so that way he's not having to wander around to get back to where he wants to get to no. uh greater teleportation means also that there's a 100 percent chance that he's going to get where he's going like there's no like um there's no way to interfere with it basically uh, he can use Hellflame and Hellfire Wall. Hellfire Wall that causes no physical damage, but seems to incinerate the soul instead. Just <laughs> a husk of a human being. Yeah. His karma rating is negative 500. Yeah, I imagined it would be. <laughs> Don't call it 501. The lowest known to man. And the thing is, is that he takes pleasure in people's pain, obviously. But... It, it's it's past the level even blood uh, Shaltier Bloodfallen. Shaltier right. is a masochist, but he's past that. <laughs> like, Jesus, uh, and he was again. He was created by Ulbert Elaine Odel, which is a um, he, he looks like uh, Baphomet, the the demon. So the, the oh, goat, goat head, head yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what uh, was the inspiration for uh, Ulbert's character design. Hmm. So he took it to the to the extreme to the on the RPG. Dumbass extreme he could. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, next floor to go to. Seventh floor. That is where we run into Victim. The fuck is this? <laughs> See, a piece of chewing gum with stick in it. A victim has the appearance of a one meter long bright pink fetus. It's got a dick too. <laughs> Was that a tail? Tail. That's a dick. <laughs> It, it, it looks like a fetus with an angelic halo and featherless stick-like wings. These are wings? Yeah. Uh, he's also known as the Sacrificial Fetus. That is his nickname. Uh, he's the guardian of the eighth floor. Uh, the Tree of Life is the name of this. Uh, victim, in general, is uh, courteous to his colleagues, but he speaks an angelic language, Enochian. 
that the other NBC and Ainz cannot technically understand verbally. Oh, great. Uh, but they understand through an integrated translating magic in the guild hole. Uh-huh. So everybody can understand him, just, just whatever not, he says the, not the not... actual words, right. because he's speaking in Nokian. So. That's weird. Um, he is said to have played an essential role in halting an invasion force of 1,500 players and NPCs that made it past the seventh floor in Demiurge at some point in the guild's history. Huh. Uh, technically, uh, Victim is weak by all statistics, uh, mostly compared to the other Guardians, because the other Guardians are just like... OP as fuck. Like God level of it. Yeah. <laughs> you set them in anything and they're like the the actual like final boss for anything, just each one alone. I mean shout here, like I said, three floors. Like, come on now. God. <laughs> uh but uh even though he is st- uh, like statistically weak, uh his real power is activated upon his death. So they basically, since he's in the game, he was a uh, NPC character and they were easy to revive. Mm-hmm. You could basically sacrifice him anytime you wanted to. So like a Kenny to me. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And apparently uh, upon his death, uh, he releases uh, some type of power that's actually to um, turn back 1500 players. Oh, that what he did? Yeah. He played a pivotal role on that, apparently. Just fucking set him on packet, huh? Mm-hmm. His karma rating is uh, plus one. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> plus one. Not like the Punisher. <laughs> I ain't bad, but I ain't good. All right, and uh, the last floor guardian that we will cover, the uh, eighth and final floor guardian, Albedo, level 100. Um... She is the waifu of uh, oh, she's that one? Min- Minia Weebs. Uh, <laughs> uh, she is a succubus uh, that is uh, considered to be a beautiful woman with jet black hair and the face of a goddess. Uh, she has golden irises with vertically split pupils. She has horns protruding from her temples and a pair of black wings on her waist. Uh, she wears a pure white dress and silk gloves. And a golden spiderweb necklace. Yeah, it's all here. While in combat, she has this other thing. That is uh, her combat full plate armor. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, She holds the title of Guardian Overseer. So she's the one? She's the one over all the other Guardians. Yeah. Even over Demiurge and Shaltir. So, yeah. Uh, Which is the highest ranking position in Nazarek aside from an actual real guild member. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's extremely infatuated with Ainz. That was his fucking fault. Yes, it was. Those those NPC changes that he made. Right before the game fucking <laughs> crashed or whatever the hell happened. <laughs> so he sure uh, locked in everything into place. Uh, she's quite assert- assertive with this and uh, sometimes loses control. Like there's an episode uh, where she almost rapes him. <laughs> Hey man, some ladies get thirsty and they can't got a headache. No, she she has so much thirst for Ains. She's he's basically her bone daddy. Okay, no. like <laughs> that might not actually have a bone. Huh? <laughs> we don't even know. That. Yeah, I forgot he's not even like human looking. He's like that weird skeleton. No, he's a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So unless it's invisible, nobody knows if it even exists. But apparently she doesn't care. So, hey man, love knows no uh, bounds. <laughs> uh, 
she's also uh, the most vocal when voicing her opinions. Like, she's not scared to tell Ainz what she thinks, for the most part. Hmm. All the other Guardians, for the most part, hold their tongue because they don't want to dis- be disrespectful, right. for the most part. She will. <laughs> uh, she's known to make calm and collected judgments, and she takes orders from Ainz as a top priority and absolute then we'll punish anyone, including the floor guardians themselves. So like Zaro, yeah, to his to his Luffy, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're probably the, the closest relationship I've ever seen in characters. Just the two of them <laughs> that aren't actually romantically involved. Yeah. They're just they're just that deep. Although with a, uh, it's a one sided love interest with Albedo, like she wants to love. Uh, <laughs> come no. to think of it, I think Oda said that if Luffy asked Zaro to kill one of the Straw Hats, he would. I don't know if that's true or not. Sounds like something he would do, though. Well, I mean, he, he, he that's infallible, is what Luffy says. But at the same time, it's his fucking crewmates. <laughs> the only one that he would probably kill is Sanji. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would. But other than that, <laughs> I don't know. It's just wild if, that, if what he said is true. So, yeah. her, her... So, she's pretty much his Zoro. Pretty much, yeah. Like, she will literally, like... It... Ainz's say no questions final <laughs> like, like, oh, go punch that baby in the face yeah, you got it boss like I'll, I'll put it this way there's um, in the end of season one uh, Shaltir and Ainz are fighting mm-hmm. they actually go all out because uh, Shaltir becomes mind controlled in the series and uh, he goes to go fight her and uh, Ainz tells Albedo he's going alone because he doesn't he doesn't know like if there's other characters like actual real people there he doesn't know who's doing this to shout here right right so uh he tells her it's like i'm going alone and that's you know basically final she for she basically um she it makes it so that demiurge doesn't go help him because Ainz's word was final for the uh, whole thing oh so what, what he said was okay because otherwise demiurge would have taken a group of people with him to go back him up. Well, yeah, because he's a smart motherfucker. <laughs> in God dang way. You always, you always have a sniper in the <laughs> outskirts watching the, the, the meeting. And uh, with Albedo, uh, technically, the only person smarter than her is Demiurge. Like, she's an extremely intelligent person, too. Oh, is she? Okay. So, out of the three, it's... Uh, if you were to go in order, it'd probably be... Um, Strategically, it'd be Demiurge. Most other things, it would be Albedo. Huh. Like, they're extremely intelligent right and then you have Ayn sometimes they're just sitting there like what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> dumb as fuck <laughs> uh, Albedo uh, boasts the highest defensive power of all the NPCs in Nazarek so she's basically the tank of the entire place uh, it's boosted even further uh, when she has her Hermes um, Trismegistus armor, which is the black armor. Oh, that black stuff? Yep, yep. Uh, she also has a skill which uh, allows her to transfer any damage she suffers to her armor instead of her, making her basically uh, even able to withstand super tier magic, which is uh, above 10th tier. Damn. So Super tier. The only thing above that is... Uh, Uber wor- duper tier. World tier, I believe. God dang, world tier? Yeah. yeah. Is it world tier or world star? <laughs> the world star magic. <laughs> so slap across the face. <laughs> world star. <laughs> world star. Man, so somebody fucking made it. World star. Some dude hit you with a bottle cap or some shit. <laughs> That's your world star hip hop magic. 
throw a 40 at your face. Fucking 40 in your fucking face. World star. Fucking shatters the whole goddamn armor. Uh, that's funny. Uh, her other skills and magic include uh, she can summon a mount. Uh, she usually summons a bicorn, which is basically an okay. evil unicorn. Oh, uh, evil unicorn. Yep. So, yeah, I'm evil. The thing with that though is that since uh, she's a succubus, technically she should be able to use one, but uh, she's never done it, so she can't actually use the bicorn itself to to get on it because it only allows uh, impure women to to use it as a impure. So she's still a virgin. Yeah. Huh. Damn. No wonder she's sipping so fucking hard. Broke up. Backed up thirst. <laughs> There's an episode where. Uh, uh, basically, Ainz gives all the NPCs like the day off to relax. Right. It's kind of like a little bit of a filler part of an episode. Good old fillers. Yeah, but uh, you have uh, Shaltier basically laughing at Albedo during that because Shaltier has sex all the time. <laughs> <laughs> at least with her uh, vampire minions. God, so, you got minions? Jesus. Yeah, we're Albedo. Uh, I, I'm a virgin. <laughs> Getting that orgy down. Jesus Christ. Uh, so it's basically, since she can't ride the bicorn, she basically has it as a defensive animal that can help defend. Hell, just put a, a saddle on the side and use it like a sled. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'll have a running button. You'll put some little, little, little wheels in that. Or a wagon. Put a wagon behind it. <laughs> Come on now. You gotta, you're smart. You figure it out. Uh, she can also use uh, item destruction. To actually just destroy shit. Like, imagine, imagine having I'm a fucking there. level 100 item. You took 200 hours to like, find and shit fucking disintegrates in your hand. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, she can just destroy it. I mean, fuck yeah. Live it. She'd be getting these hands for sure. <laughs> she also has a skill called Walls of Jericho. But, uh, the Walls of Jericho from fucking WWE? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> They got the goddamn walls of Jericho. No, this is more like the biblical walls of Jericho. Uh, okay. It was biblical too. Like, if you got you the walls of Jimmy, begging for God. Please, Jesus. Uh, she has a negative 500 karma rating. God dang. She basically puts on the, the face of a, uh, a dignified, beautiful woman, but you piss her off and you can hear the uh, the mask crack. Oh, <laughs> And you don't want to get on her bad side, basically. Uh, her creator was a person named Tabula uh, Smeragdina. Uh, uh, he created uh, three of them, basically. You have uh, Albedo and her two sisters. So you have uh, Rubedo, and I can't remember the other girl's name, but the other girl has like a fucked up face and a pair of gigantic scissors. Jesus. Negretto. Negretto is the... But it follows basically, uh, he named him after that due to the um, the alchemy type thing. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, Negretta, which is the first series, which is black. Then you have Albedo, which is white. And then you have Rubedo, which is the red, so like the Philosopher's Stone, mm -hmm. basically turns red. So you have the three sisters, and Rubedo is the most powerful of all NPCs in the entire Nazarek. Well, damn. Which is even more powerful than all 41 of the guild members, too. Individually, anyway. Oh, because by together. So apparently, uh, the, the theory for that is that to create Rubedo, the NPC, they used a world item to do it mm -hmm. and they did it in such a way that it can't be really duplicated in that uh, game like they found that cheat <laughs> to create a character or like some mod that's just like un 
some bit of like game code that can't be replicated probably pretty much yeah like yeah. They, they found a way to do it that right. nobody knows how they Damn. did it <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh that is the uh the eight floor guardians uh if uh, anybody wants, we can also cover the area guardians and the other NPCs within Nazarek. Might as well. There's a lot of characters involved. We can go through it all. We can do it all, baby. But that is all for the floor guardians of Overlord. That's it for Overlord for today. It's a lot of information. Yeah. Make sure you digest it, enjoy it, and then come back for more. <laughs> so I guess now we go down to the good old Urban Dictionary. Urban, urban Dictionary. I'm waiting time. for them to, to call us up like, hey, stop using our fucking shit. <laughs> I'm waiting for that call. I mean, it's an open source, isn't it? So doesn't that mean it's no, public? No, nobody needs to look into that and see. <laughs> well, I think it's like public domain, isn't it? Uh, if it's got uh, public entries, I would assume so. Well, if they do call us up, we have to find something else to talk about. I'll be t- looking up porn uh, fucking uh, titles. Category? Yeah, titles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a new one here. We call it Trendy Train 9. Like, it's all about... <laughs> okay. So this was uploaded by Big Dick 2. I guess I don't... I, hey, man, I just read them. <laughs> On March 6, 2014. Tristan. Cargo's everyone's balls. So I don't know who Tristan is, but they sure got you, bro. <laughs> oh, another personal slide. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them on here for schools, for fucking cities and towns, for people. Jesus, they just tear into everybody. <laughs> so this one was uploaded by NRK on October 24, 2003. Random Ock. A white suburbanite household cat. That masturbates in my mayonnaise while I'm in the living room eating peanut butter with a knife. That's a little oddly fucking specific. That's an oddly uh, specific thing that must have happened to some poor bastard. Oh, by the way, if uh, if I say some of these and they're, they're offensive or derogatory, I'm sorry. I had no idea. I just, I'm just picking random words. I don't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> Yes, uh, Sorry, Susan that called in and said he wasn't Mexican. Yeah, what the hell? That Mexican thing I was talking about. I am Mexican. I can talk about Mexicans. All right, so uploaded by Phil E. on October 31st, 2007. Drunken firefighter. <clears throat> when your girl is sleeping naked, you light her pubic hair on fire. Once she, <laughs> once she wakes up, you yell, I'll put it out, and then piss in her face. Blame it on being drunk. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. Come on now. Uh, remind me of that song, Blame It on the Night. Don't blame it on me, girl. Blame it on the night. <laughs> so, nothing, nothing to turn you on more than... Uh, getting pissed. Yeah, getting pissed in your fucking face right when you wake up. Jesus. There's so many entries, and they are just fucking wild. I love that. This is, this is probably my favorite segment. <laughs> you just never know and then I reread it right and I'm like oh god <laughs> what did I write down that, that's the fun part we never know <laughs> hell I forget when I read them <laughs> oh, well well I think that wraps up this episode and uh, we will see you guys next time yeah we're getting ready for more Velma and more Overwatch and all sorts of stuff Overlord but sure <laughs> oh, my bad. what did I say Overwatch <laughs> Hey man, I'm I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs>
<laughs> just I think you you make yourself exhausted just thinking about the next episode of Elba. Good Jesus. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Bye bye.